you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. I don't know how many of you are... Disney Channel kids. <laughs> but if you remember the Disney Channel growing up, there was always a fun Disney Channel original movie, right? And one of my favorites was High School Musical. And at the end, they have this fun song with tons of choreography. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> remember that one? Oh my goodness, so much fun. I was, I had to, of course, look up the YouTube video for this song while I was thinking about this intro and one of the comments just cracked me up. It said, this dance routine has more structure than my life. <laughs> I thought that was so funny and kind of true. But it talks about being in this together, right? And we sometimes talk about the benefit of you know, a sisterhood or friendships or, you know, support when it comes to direct sales, when we're talking about the the pros of direct sales and why you should join a certain company. We talk about, you know, how the consultants really support each other and they're there for each other and it's just camaraderie and friendships and all that. And I know that is definitely a reason why so many people stay. It might not be always the reason that somebody joins, but it's a lot of times the reason that we stay. And the support of somebody and just knowing that somebody is in your corner can go such a long way. Today, I'm sharing my conversation with Julie Cruz, a top leader from Color Street. And we chatted a lot about collaboration and the importance of having people in your corner to cheer you on, to keep you going. And she shares such a touching story about how another friend from another direct sales company really supported her when she first started her business with Color Street and it got her to where she is today. We also chatted a lot about leadership and what that means and how that looks on a practical day-to-day -day basis and how we can really be there for our teams as well. I hope you enjoy this episode with Julie Cruz. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. I am excited to chat about Color Street with you and all of your successes as a leader. But first, to start off, will you share with us a little bit about you and your family? Yes. Thanks for having me. I think this is super fun idea. So I love that you're doing this. Um, okay. Yes. So my name is Julie Cruz. I am almost 40 and I have been married for 18 years and we have four kids. Um, they are 16 as my oldest and then uh, 14. And then we have 11 year old twins. Um, fun fact, I am a twin and I had twins, which is fun. Um, and honestly, my sister and I thought we were fraternal, fraternal our entire life and found out when we were 36 that we're actually identical. 
Wow. The whole story. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. We didn't know <laughs> the whole time. Then my little sister was like, I think you guys are identical. So we did a whole test. Anyway, it was a whole thing. I shared That's it all crazy. on social media and it was fun. Um, so yeah, we have four kids, all of those ages and two dogs and we live in California right now, right now, because you guys are moving very soon. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. That'll be a big change. And you are just so busy because you're dealing with, you know, you guys are building a house, correct? Yeah. So you're yeah. building a house in a different state and <laughs> trying to coordinate moves. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure your kids are, you know, gearing up for it. I'm like, that's a whole thing too, with kids and yeah. moving and all that kind of stuff. Now back to the twins. This is so interesting to me. Yeah. So is it common for, I, I always forget with the twins thing. Is it mm-hmm. common for twins to have twins? Um, usually. Okay. So this is like, I mean, twin one oh one. I guess you, uh, it's only on the woman's side because women are the ones who drop eggs. Okay. So usually it skips a generation and in theory it did for us too. Cause my grandma had two sets of twins that were fraternal and then yes. And then my mom, it didn't, it didn't skip anyone. Right. So my grandma and then us, but technically my sister and I are identical. So it really isn't genetic at all. It's spontaneous. So identical twins don't really run in the family, but fraternal twins do. So technically it did skip a generation since I had them. So my grandma and then my mom, but technically my mom didn't because we're identical and then me. So basically I told my girls they might be doomed, but maybe it'll be like their kids. We'll see. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my goodness. Just, just be prepared. Yes, girls. Right. That's probably what you said. Like, just, you know, just know that this could happen. Oh my, I know I have family members with twins in their family. And anytime anyone announces that they're pregnant, it's always like everyone's holding their breath until they find out whether or not there's one or two. So that's so fun. Double the blessing. I'm sure. Yes. I love having twins. I love having boy girl twins because growing up, there was a lot of comparison being a, a girl twin. Um, so anyway, it's really, it's really fun. That's really special. And I've heard so much about the, the bond of twins. And I'm sure it's so amazing to see that with you and your sister and then to see it with your kids, even though they're they're like little best friends. And my sister and I didn't really get along growing up, but she actually lives in Texas where we're moving about an hour away. So we'll get to see her a lot more. So we're close now, but yeah, growing up, we weren't so much. And, but my twin, my twins are like little best friends. It's cute. I love that. That's so sweet. That's really special. So tell us about how you got into direct sales. Tell us about your direct sales journey. Okay. So I think I'll start a little bit further back. Um, So when my twins were little, I was, I found myself as a stay-at-home mom for the first time ever. We moved back to California and I was um, at home all the time. And I told my husband, I'm like, I really just want to do something for myself. And I didn't know what it was, but that year for Christmas, I had made like these little mason jar tumblers for my family for Christmas, where I like wrote their names out with like chalk pens and all the things. And everybody loved them so much. I made them all and um, everybody loved them so much. I was like, well, I mean, this is really fun, like a creative outlet. So what if I like made mason jar tumblers? And so I went for it. Now, my twins at the time were like toddlers, like young still like barely just walking and I found this my first like little stint into social selling and I sold primarily on Instagram I opened a business called house of jars that people who know me I have people who are still customers from this day that like were started with house of jars but they're still following me now 
Um, so I started with House of Jars and it blew up, like totally took off. People loved it at the time. Like it was all the rage, you know, and, um, the business itself was insane. And I went from like, let me just make a little bit of extra money for my family to like working 18 hour days. And like, it was insane. And so I found myself like really, um, having a hard time balancing, um, how much I was working and then also trying to be present with my family and getting like, you know, all the stay at home mom jobs that you're supposed to be doing like the house and all that stuff. Um, and so it got to a point where like my health was physically declining because all I was doing was sitting and making these jars all, all day long. Um, but then I saw like how I loved like the customer service aspect and like getting to know the people and like having stories behind the jars that I make people still have them to this day. So that was like, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years ago. Um, and that, so anyway, it got really, really big, really fast and my health was declining. And so I, man, how much of this story do you guys want to know? So I, I, um, actually, uh, my health was declining so much that my twin sister and I were interviewed for the show, the biggest loser. Mm. And we got on like to the very, the finals of it. And then they, um, we didn't get onto the show. Like we were supposed to, and then they changed the format of the show that year. So it was like my wake up call to like, start taking myself more seriously, my health more seriously. And so I posted that on my, my house of jars, Instagram, um, because I've always believed in like sharing your story and being authentic and having uh, authentic re relationships and connections. And so someone reached out to me, um, on Instagram and, and she was part of a health and wellness company. And she, she just like shared her story. And I felt like this instant connection to her. I didn't really know who she was. And so that was the first, my first stint in, um, direct sales network marketing. And it, it went really well because as you can probably see by now, I am kind of an all in kind of person. And so I went all in with that and, um, was going all in on my health and all the things. So it was, it was, it was a good first experience, but um, a couple of years in, I found myself spinning my wheels, like trying, trying so hard. Like I was doing all the right things. I was building relationships. Like this was me turning all of those relationships that I already had through house of jars and like building new relationships through this business, um, gaining followers, gaining all of the things. And I, I just found myself kind of spinning my wheels. And not, I don't mean that in a bad way because I learned so much. I, I think that, you know, there's just seasons sometimes. And for me, the season of doing that was like, I found myself transitioning into another, um, health related business that, because that's what I was more passionate about at the time. So I went from that first one to another one and both in the health related industries. Um, and again, we're doing the same things kind of going all in, but it felt like I was hitting like going, hitting ranks fast, but not able to sustain my income in any way. And I had these big dreams and big goals of like bringing my husband home. I had said that, you know, I was on my vision board for so much, so long. And I didn't feel like I was able to get there with these two companies, but I really wasn't looking for something else. So my, I have been in direct sales for about seven, maybe eight years. Um, and then in July, no June of 2018, my little sister hosted 
a nail party with a friend. And I was like, I mean, how, what a gimmick. It's going to be just like that other company where you had to like use a heater. I won't say names. And um, I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to be like a kind sister because she's really like putting forth effort. I can tell. And so I'm like, I'll just buy four sets because I mean, they were buy three, get one free. So why not? So I buy four sets and like, mind you, I am part of another company at this time. Like I'm not looking for something else. I'm like all in, I'm trying to do all this stuff. And, um, I get this at home and, and I'm like, you know, I'm like the worst party guest ever because I'm not paying attention to any of the, um, videos or application things. I'm like, not trying to, I'm like, I'm really not invested. Right. And so I get them home. I'm like, well, these are actually pretty. And I, I try it on. I messed up the first time. Cause again, I had not watched a single thing. My yeah. nails were like nubs. Like I didn't have anything. <laughs> So I, and I tell the story all the time and I laugh at myself because I'm like, don't be like me. Don't like, this is why it's important for us to run, to go through steps. So anyway, I, um, forget to take off the clear cover, which is important with color sheet. Yes. And, um, I try and put it on and I'm like calling my sister, like you said, these were so awesome. But I don't get it. Like, these are not working for me. Like what the heck? And she's like, well, did you take the clear cover off? Like, no, I actually cut it in half and it was just a whole mess. So anyway, I put it on the second time the way that she said, and I remember, looking down at my hands that, which were like, had not, uh, like nubs. And I thought, and I said out loud, oh my gosh, I can't ignore this. And it was like this immediate feeling of like, oh crap, I'm going to have to do this. Like, <laughs> how is anyone going to take me seriously when I have just changed companies? I think it was like a year before. And then now I'm in this and I'm like looking down at my fingers, like, I mean, I had not looked at a compensation plan. I had not made any sort of decisions or anything. I just like on a whim was like, well, uh, let's just see what my friends think. And so I host a party too with the same person that my sister had, which I didn't, who I didn't even know. <laughs> and um, like much to my surprise, my not really sort of surprise, but not really surprised. <laughs> my friends ordered like $600 in like two days worth of nail sets. And I'm like, well, crap, I better do this. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to get the commission I might as well mm -hmm. do. So I jumped into Color Street with absolutely zero expectations. But again, as you can see in my backstory, I am an all-in sort of person. And so I'm at like, and I have big goals. It just felt so lofty, like bringing my husband home, these huge goals that I'm like, how is this ever going to work? So I jump in with Color Street and things take off. I don't know how much of my story I should go into, but like things take off pretty quickly. And I think it's because of the effort that I had put in all of those years before. And so all of a sudden, all of the effort was compounding and all of the thing, all the people that had been following me and all the things, it's like, I found the product that was good for me. I found the, the place that was my, like the perfect fit for me. Um, but it like people are like, oh, you're an overnight success. It's like, no, I was like a five year in the making overnight success. You know, like people forget about all of the, the years and like starting with house of jars and learning customer service and learning how to take care of people. And then moving to a, you know, through, through different direct sales companies. So anyway, I'm a big advocate for direct sales. I think it's amazing. Um, and now it's kind of turning into more social selling, which was kind of my thing anyway. I would say that the majority of my customers, I don't, I don't know personally at all. Like my team, even people who joined me, most of them are not even local at all. Mm -hmm. So 
anyway, that's like the long version of my story um, of how I got here. Um, and I mean, I can go into like how quickly I rank advanced and all those things, but yeah. Yes. It's amazing. And it goes to show you that, you know, sometimes people will get discouraged when they try you know, multiple companies. And like you said, you just had to keep trying it and you were honing those skills. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, that was a waste. You know, all those years yeah. that I spent in those companies were a waste because you were learning the skills of being a social seller. And then you finally found the product and the company that clicked with you. Yes. And it was like, okay, this is the, this is the magic formula that I, maybe not magic, but this is the yeah. formula that I was, that I need. This is, these are the puzzle pieces. I found them mm-hmm. all and they all fit together. Okay, here mm-hmm. we go. And it's yeah. so clear. Like you said, you looked at mm-hmm. your nails and you're like, uh, <laughs> like crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> Which by the way, speaking of nails, oh, I have I love- X's and O's of course, because yeah. it's Valentine's so day week. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I love that too. And I think, um, it's true. I think we all have to find our perfect fit. And I think some people try one company and they're like, "Mm, direct sales isn't for me. Network marketing isn't for me. Social selling isn't for me. I'm like, no, you just have to find the one that works best for you. Because if you're not passionate about it, you're never going to, you're never, nobody's ever going to want to follow you or or purchase what you're selling because they don't take you seriously because you don't take yourself seriously. So anyway, Mm -hmm. such a great point. Yes. So you had that first party and your friends went crazy over mm-hmm. these amazing stick on nail strips that you literally can put on anywhere. <laughs> I'm sound like a commercial, but I love color street. Yeah. And how did you know, you know, after that, like how, you know, it took off and you had, you know, you had, you started building a customer base. What do you think it is about color street? That is kind of like the it factor that people just are attracted to mm-hmm. as far as the product itself. Um, okay. So I think the difference for color street and all the others for me was that it is an, an affordable and consumable product. So with my other ventures, people had to commit to changing their entire lifestyle. And they also had to commit to at least a hundred to like $200 in a month. And that is hard for people to commit to. I have found, um, even myself, <laughs> it's hard for me to commit to like my own health journey. And so like helping, helping others, it, it's just a big commitment. Um, people don't have to change their entire lifestyle in order to have pretty nails. Um, it is instant gratification. So it takes like 10 minutes to put on and you look down and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel pretty and put together. I can also go change a diaper if I have to, or I can go, you know, do something else. And my nails aren't going to smudge and be ruined as, as, as going to a salon. I don't have to go to a salon. So I think it's perfect for like, you know, stay at home moms who don't have time to like go go out. And that was for, that was for me when I thought about it for myself, that was one of the things that like really sold me was my husband said, well, what, what makes you feel pretty? What makes you feel put together? And I, I said, I remember this was before color street. I said, I love when I go get my nails done, but how often did I actually go get my nails done? It was like once a year because I had four kids under four, like it was just too hard. It was too crazy. And so for me, even with these like really short fingernails at the time, um, putting that on and like looking down, I'm like, I kept finding myself like looking at my nails. So it was something that was different. And I think that that resonated with a lot of people that had been following me all the, all that time. Um, because for them, it was the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I can do my nails. I can feel pretty. I can feel put together. I don't really have to change that much. It's consumable and it doesn't cost that much. And there's always buy three, get one free. So it's, it's really like a a no brainer. So for me, I think that is why, um, 
why I've seen success and why it's been different for me, this is a, a good product. Now, that's not to say, of course, that I have, I, I will never, you'll never hear me bashing any other company because I truly believe when I tell you I, you have to find your perfect fit, like just because that those weren't the perfect fit for me doesn't mean that it's not the perfect fit for my friend or even people who are maybe with Color Street, if they're they're like, you know, I, I found this other company, I, I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, awesome. I want you to do it. I want, I want you to find what is your perfect fit. I want, I will be the one who is still cheering you on the whole way because I did not receive that when I left. Mm. And so, um, I will always be the one who is cheering for the person to find what is good for them. Um, especially if they're doing it in, in a way that they feel like is better for their family. If someone tells me, oh, I really feel like God is leading me in a different, to a different company. I'm like, how can I be like, no, Right. God's not telling you that, you know? So I'm always um, supportive of the people that leave. And I think, you know, that served me well too, because I've had people come back who, who are like, you know, I'm not getting the same sort of support as I did on your team. And so there are sometimes it, they come back too. But anyway, I think it's really important to leave space for people to find what's best for them. And then to know that where you're at is where you're supposed to be too. That's right. That's right. So speaking of your team, tell us a little bit about your leadership journey. Did you, you know, start off like, okay, I think, you know, of course, after you took a look at the compensation plan, Mm -hmm. because I know you started without, you know, like jumped in head first, like, let's Mm -hmm. do it. But after you kind of got settled, were you like, okay, I think I could build a team and build an, you know, build a career with this company, or was it just kind of, did it just kind of happen or what, what was your leadership Mm -hmm. journey like? Um, I, the, before I even uh, had the courage to tell people that I was a stylist publicly. The very first day I joined, um, I had someone who I did not know reach out to me and said they wanted to join me. And I'm wow. like, I didn't even say that I was like, <laughs> how do you even know? Like what? <laughs> and she was the very first person to join me. And that was like my first clue. Like this is going to be different. And I had a lot, I, w- I, I was trying to look back at how many people joined me, like in my first week, I want to say 20 people at least mm. joined me like within my first month, I would say. Um, but I've always kind of led, I've kind of been a leader who leads by example. So I'm like, let's do it together. Like let's, let's all work together. And I remember those early days and months as being so exciting because literally I had no idea what I was doing, but I also had experience from other companies. And so I kind of brought that in. And, um, I think I was kind of like, you know, on the speed track for, for leadership. I always, I always loved leading teams. Anyway, I loved hosting team calls and doing all those things, but with color street, it felt different because people were joining me so much, so fast. Um, and so I think we had something called a jump start, and basically it's within your first four months getting to $4,000 in sales and then having people join you. And I hit all of, they're supposed to be for 90 days. And I hit all of those jump starts within 30. And I think that was my first clue <laughs> that things were, were taking off. And, um, ironically, uh, because I've always believed in, in, uh, relationship building. The person who I had joined in that first health and wellness company purchased nail sets for me in my first week. And then she commented on, and she posted on her personal page and said, she said, Hey, Julie, go, go comment. And, um, on anybody that said that they were interested. And I had hundreds of people Mm -hmm. 
from that first week, ask me for samples and ask me. And then I had people joining me and she didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. She did not have to do that. And she did. And it like to this day, I still have people who are on my team because of her doing that one. Mm. Post. Um, and so that goes to show you that sometimes, sometimes supporting other direct sales companies or other people who are in direct sales, it doesn't have to benefit you at all, but it's, it's changing their entire life. And it did for me. I think that was the momentum that I needed. And then it just spiraled. Like it was consistently and like, it was insane. And I still have people who are with me to this day from those early days. And we remember like, I don't know if there's something special about literally none of you having a clue what we're doing, but you're learning it together and like figuring out what the compensation plan is, figuring out like what your leadership style is going to be. And I'm definitely like a hands-on kind of leader. Um, and, and it's, it's weird how it's grown. So now we have 2000 people on our team. I, um, in my first, so in 2019, I had personally enrolled, um, almost a hundred. So like 98 people, in 2019, and I was the number one enroller in the whole company. And then in 2020, I was the number two, um, which was insane. And I remember crying on stage because I didn't realize that that was even close to possible. Um, but I think a lot of it had to do with both my friend posting that and which goes to show you guys, like help your friends out if they're in direct sales too, like, it's just not going to hurt you to post about the things that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could change their whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, so I saw a lot of success and a lot of people have joined me. And I attribute that to me having a presence on social media all this time. So people have felt like they know, like, and trust me. And so it's been kind of like in those early years, those first two years, like it felt really easy to have people join because I was just sharing my story. And then they were like, okay, let's do it. You know? Um, and it's gotten a little bit harder through as, as it is for most people as the time has gone on, because now all of those people who were following the whole time have already tried. And so now that's when it gets a little bit more challenging, but my, yeah, that's like, I kind of, I wouldn't say an accidental leader because I have done, um, a lot of things to get here. And I, I don't, I don't like that term, (laughs) um, but I did rise to like the leadership level that I'm at really quickly. Like I got to our rank of executive within my first nine months and then the top rank in the company in less than two years. And so it was really quick and fast. Um, but I think the real leadership comes when it's, when you're like now, when I, three and a half years in now is when the new leadership stuff happens and you start to realize like what you have to do. I was just talking to someone about that today, but anyway. I love that story about your friend who helped you out by sharing a post with her friends. And it reminds me, I, the other day I was, uh, watching somebody's stories or somebody I follow, not direct sales related, but somebody that I really admire that I follow on Instagram. And she posted something. I think the quote is, um, never suppress a kind thought, or is it never suppress a kind gesture, something like something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of struck me like, you know, cause a lot of times I'll think, something like, Oh, I should do that. Or I should say that to that person. And then I don't let the, you know, <laughs> let mm-hmm. the opportunity pass me by, but your friend 
saw the opportunity to help out a fellow direct seller, even though it was with a different company. And she took that opportunity to just take two seconds to share with her friends. And like you said, it changed your life. And I just think that's so special about our industry and how we can really band together and, and help each other, no matter who we're with, you know? So I love that. And I love that too. Like, I think, you know, we work hard, like my business is definitely in like the social selling, uh, party based, um, atmosphere, which is totally different than the first two. Um, and so, you know, they're like hosting a party with your friend, like things, things like that. I know it's kind of annoying sometimes, but like it can help them so much. And like, I don't know what my business would be like now if she hadn't posted. I know that my work, I know my work ethic. I know what I would have done, but like, she gave me such a leg up. Like I had immediately access to most of her friends and, um, yeah, it would like, I don't know. I, I don't, don't underestimate the power of small things that you can do for someone else. Like, you know, if you love something, share it, mm-hmm. even if it's not going to benefit you. Like, I think that is, that is, um, important. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you hadn't been with those companies prior to starting with color street, you wouldn't have known her. And then right. this, we wouldn't be here chatting. So right. <laughs> it's just amazing how all of the pieces of our life just weave together. Totally. And your team, Julie, is called Threefold United. Will you yes. explain to us why why you named your team that? Yeah. So when I first joined um, Threefold, it was called Threefold Chic, which is still like what my VIP name is. And um, for me and my husband, we have kind of named all of the things that we do in our lives Threefold Something. Um, and that just goes back for us to our faith. And in the Bible, it says a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And so we just attribute that to um, ourselves and our relationship with God and how those things are intertwined. And so it just feels natural to bring that into our team. But so, like I said, we, I started with it being threefold chic. And then when I got to, um, high, a high rank in, in the company, and then I had two other of my leaders who got to a high rank, we were at conference. Um, I think it was in 2019 and I, we had dinner at this steak restaurant at the hotel and I was just talking to them and I'm like, you know, what if we just, instead of like having our own team pages, what if we just collaborated together? And I said, what if we change our branding and we change our team to Threefold United? And that was something we decided to do together. So the three of us would be coming together, uniting, and then creating a team space together instead of separately. And so we did this huge rebrand um, with our team and we, um, adopted threefold United at, from that point on, which I thought, I love it. I I love the name. Um, and it does feel United because I think, you know, we're much stronger together, just like that verse says and, um, and not quickly broken. So yeah, that's why I love that. that. Yes. And it worked because you guys hit a huge milestone recently and you guys hit 20 million in lifetime group volume as an organization, which is incredible because like we were talking about before we started recording, your average order is around $40, you know? And so that's a huge milestone because that is, I mean, that really adds up. That is a lot of nail polish, dry nail polish, right? Yeah, I know. And I mean, it 20 million. And like, I still can't wrap my head around it. Like in three and a half years that our team with 2000 active stylists, uh, could accomplish that together. It's, it's like insane. So yeah, that was really, really a big one for us. Very cool. Much to celebrate this year at conference. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I actually 
became familiar with you, Julie, through a, a, a mega team event that you have held the last couple of years, and it's called the Be Mary Bash. And it's like this huge, I mean, thousands mm-hmm. of people join it and you have your stylist invite people and it's very fun and it's very, I mean, the prizes are huge and it's very mm-hmm. impressive. So tell us a little bit about how you thought of this idea and just like maybe a basic rundown of how you operate it with your team. Okay. So that we started that in 2020 and it was like literally something I had thought of. And then I created within days, like and nobody knows that because I, I mean, it seemed like really well-planned, <laughs> but I really made it really quick. Um, I guess my, my point of it was here are our customers who have literally supported us all year, who are purchasing from us every month, who are loving what the, what we provide. And I think there's like, I wanted to thank them for that. Like I wanted to have something where our customers are, I mean, our customers, yeah, our customers could feel like appreciated. And then our stylists can see for themselves, like what our customers think. So what we did was we created, um, and there's a lot of like other behind the scenes things that we did for the team. So, um, I guess in the planning phase, we had each of our stylists who wanted to be a part of it. They contributed $10 and, I, um, and then I, they were able in turn to have 20 invites to the Be Merry Bash. So uh, a low price point, but when it's compounded with all the people that were going, we're getting like four or $5,000, which means we can have huge prizes. So the whole premise of it is having a group where truly the majority of our posts are not even color shirt related or mm-hmm. not even nail related. It is more of like trying to give back, add value. There's like random posts in 20, our first one in 2020, we had like, I did a nail, I mean, a hair tutorial. So I curled my hair with a flatter. One of my friends did a sugar scrub. We had someone who taught us how to make caramels, homemade caramels. It was like her family recipe. Um, what else? There were lots of like, just lots of fun things that really like we had one one nail related video that was like how to remove your polish quick. And then I shared my story. It was just like, so the whole premise of it is having like the first year. Anyway, we did one video live video an hour and it was just one day we did one live video an hour. And if you were on live, you got to, to be entered into a specific prize. And then at the end, if you placed an order, then you would be able to get in for the grand prizes. So there's plenty of ways to, to earn or to, to try and win prizes without having purchase. And then if you wanted to purchase, then you could. So uh, there was two things that I feel like happened. And the feedback that I've received from my like VIPs are the girls that are, that are supporting me was phenomenal. They loved it. Like they were like, oh my gosh, I love how much, how much they could see our team, you know, like they could see how our team was reacting, how our team was talking to each other and collaborating. And they also got a glimpse. So they got a glimpse on like what it would be like to be a part of our team. And then the stylists, like I always make sure I put like little posts in there, like say something that you love about your stylist. And it just fills your cup. Like, I think everybody wants to feel loved and supported. And so like, that was one thing that I really um, wanted to do. And we called it our first annual because we the one in 2021. <laughs> um, and we changed it up because people had said, oh, it's a little bit too hard to catch the live videos on a weekday. And so we did them still on a weekday, but we gave extra time to um, make up the time. And I'm always like asking for feedback on what people like, but really the premise of it is 
giving back to our, our customers, giving away really big prizes, but really feeling like everybody's a winner because you're learning something in every video. Like, and it's a live video from someone who's part of our team. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's just really fun. Um, and then for our customers, because people are so invested and they want to get the grand prizes because they're really good, like an Apple watch or a $500 gift card or um, lots of different things. Um, it's increasing our team's volume for the month too. But really, I feel like that's like secondary to us trying to give back. The whole point of it is giving back to our customers. It is a labor of love for me because it's, it's a lot of work for me, if you can imagine. Um, the first year I had, I didn't know I mean, I did it really quick. And so I didn't know what I was doing or what I was really getting myself into. Um, and so I was personally approving every person into the group. So Ooh. you can imagine there was like five grant, 5,000 people in there. And um, yeah, so that was crazy. So I learned from the first year and then we changed it up a little bit for this last year. And um, it really is like something that has now become a tradition. And I think next year, like we're already talking about like what we want to do for next year. And it's just a big customer appreciation bash. And yeah, it's like, I feel like it's one of the best things that we do all year. It's so fun. So as a leader, Julie, you have, you know, there's so many things that are involved with that, you know, putting together big events like this, but mm -hmm. would you give us maybe a basic overview of your daily, weekly, monthly tasks that you, that you can think of that you do, uh, when it comes to, to leadership? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, for me, I take it seriously, like showing up. So I'm, I think showing up for my own personal business is number one. Like I want to make sure that my team understands that when I'm asking them to do something, uh, it means I've done it too, or I am doing it too. I, um, yeah, I think that's a, re a really important thing. So just to break it down, I did write down some things. Um, I like to post daily team challenges, small little things, um, like a post that has like something that they can do in that day. Even sometimes Sunday says take a nap. So like, you know, some kind of team challenge um, daily, which I think if you're showing up for the team challenges daily, then your business is going to move forward as long as you're actually doing them. Um, and then obviously for like my own personal business, I'm posting daily in my VIP group. I'm posting daily in the team page. Um, so weekly, I like to do like a team call, some sort of team call, whether I'm doing it or I'm having like a guest speaker come in. We have a weekly team call. I like to at least go live in my team page. I try to do once a week, even if it's just like talking, like I just went live before this. If I have my makeup and hair done, then I'm going to go live on that day because it's not like that every day. <laughs> um, so we, um, we do team calls weekly. Um, I like to do, uh, like if, if I'm talking about like my VIP group, I like to do like a girls night in or some sort of fun event game night, something inside my VIP group, VIP, which my team is seeing too. Um, monthly I do recognition for the team. Like it's a big thing. Um, Sometimes I'll do like different challenges, like monthly challenges if we're like trying to get back to the basics or whatever that is. Um, but I have always had like a, a banner for our team and their accomplishments from that month, or I'll shout out different things that we have um, for the whole team. And so you can imagine it's big. So there's some other leaders who do that too. Um, monthly, we have some sort of enrolling recruiting, like we call it a nail boss workshop. Um, and I like to do that for the whole team. So most of the things that I'm providing are for the whole team. Like I want to provide graphics. I want to provide like different things that they, so they don't feel like they have to do all of the things themselves. 
Um, but we do have a, a workshop at least once a, a month. I do a new, new style of Zoom. So at the end, last Wednesday of the month, I always have a Zoom for people who are new. So I can share my screen on Zoom and show them exactly what I mean. Because I think the biggest thing when someone joins any direct sales company or any network marketing company is the overwhelm in the beginning. And so I'm really trying to show um, for people who like personally enroll with me, like I'm doing things for them. Like I'm helping them with their first party. Like I'm showing, I think everybody's different in the way that they learn. But for, for me, if someone shows me that I, and then I'm like, okay, I can do that. But if I'm like thrown to the wolves, I will never do it. So, um, and then I do a personally enrolled call. And then I have a call with my, what team leaders and above. Um, and then I try to do something big, like once a month. So a couple months ago, I created an entire new stylist email series, which breaks down like exactly what they should be doing each day. And that was a big, big thing that I did. Um, and so I try to do that or like I'll make an entire mock party group so people don't aren't confused in what posts. So anyway, trying to provide some sort of team, large team thing once a month. And that's the things that I do as a leader. Um, and obviously there's more, but like these were like the basics of like my daily month, weekly, monthly tasks. Yeah. And I love what you are doing with your team because it shows that you, you want them to be successful and you are trying to help them as much as possible without saying, you know, here, I'll hold your hand and, you know, but you're giving them resources. Like here, how, mm -hmm. here's how it, here's what you can use. Feel mm -hmm. free to use this, help it, help yourself get yeah. off to a great start. And you're just, yeah. like you said, you're not just like throwing them in and letting them go. Julie, this has been so much fun chatting about your direct sales journey and your leadership journey and just how you lead your team so well and how you care for them so much. So what are some qualities that you believe that leaders possess? Because I know sometimes when people join direct sales companies, they think, oh, I'll never be a leader or I just couldn't, I can't imagine doing that. But, you know, I really think that you know, sometimes, like you said, it just sometimes happens, uh, you know, just different events happen and things start snowballing and it just happens. But do you think that there are certain qualities that people possess that are leadership qualities? Yes, I do. I think it's important to be coachable and like, and that's hard. That's a hard one for some people because it, it's hard to accept criticism if, um, you know, in life, and, and I'm like that too. <laughs> it's um, sometimes hard, but being coachable, like being willing to like learn something new, um, to implement it. I think um, being a self-starter, like I didn't have anyone before me telling me what to do when I joined. I had to literally figure it out. And when it worked for me, I duplicated that for my team. So when I had something that was like what that, that felt like it was working for me, I would write it down and then I would share it with my team. And then I would create like a training around it, um, like a new stylist training. So I, so I figured if it worked for me and then it worked for others, then I could share it with others. Um, I also think another quality that's really important as a leader is to be authentic, like show vulnerability, show yourself failing. Like I didn't get to where I'm I am because I've had no failures. I have failed plenty of times and I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of being down because I know what it's like to be on the top. So I, I know what it feels like to be on the mountain 
and I know what it feels like to not, <laughs> and I know the, the work that, that it takes to get there. But like, if I make a mistake or if I uh, maybe reacted to someone in a, in a way that I didn't like, I will always make an effort to make it right or share with the team. Like if I've, if, if I've done something or said something that maybe wasn't uh, what I should have, I'm always like coming, coming on live and telling them like, Hey, like I'm human too. Like I, I am sorry. Like being vulnerable in those things, I think is really important. I think also um, being passionate, being passionate about what, not only what you're doing, but like, I, I just firmly believe that people can see right through you when you're not being authentic or passionate about what you're doing. Um, if there comes a time where I no longer love this nail polish and I am no longer like shocked that it only takes me 10 minutes, I should probably not do it. Like, I think you need to have a passion for what you're doing and people can see right through you if you don't. So I think a big part of the of being a good leader is having passion for what you're doing and then being transparent. So I think, um, you know, there's cer certain things that you can't, like as a leader, you can't be like um, complaining down, okay? <laughs> so I think that's a big one. But like knowing who you can talk to um, and who like being authentic with who you can talk to, but also keeping your mindset positive. So like continually working on your mindset and personal development and things that are going to feed your, your brain with positivity so that when those bumps in the road, or like when 2020 comes around and, or 2021 in our case, um, comes around and it's not as great as 2020 was because people for us, 2020 was insane because people were home and they could they needed nail, their nails done and they couldn't go anywhere. And so 2020 was incredible. And then 2021, 2022 comes and it's not the same. It's different. And so trying to keep your mindset positive, I think that's what's going to keep your business thriving and keep you as a leader showing your team what, what to do too. So I think that's, um, yeah. And then just show up, show up for your team, show up for your business. I can think on... I can think right now of people who are above me in this company who do not show up. And do I have respect for them? No, I don't have any respect for them. They don't show up for their team. They don't show up for their business. Um, and they might be making amazing money, but it is, in my opinion, not sustainable because they're not building the steps to make it that way. Um, so anyway, I think it's, it's important to do all of those things. Those are my attributes for a good leader. Um, and I, I mean, that's ever evolving and changing, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's where I'm at right now. Yes. And I think that anybody, even if it's the, their day one of their direct sales business, anybody can have these, these qualities and can start developing these qualities. So that way in the future, when they do rise to leadership or, you know, their path changes or whatever, they have these, they've been working on these things right. behind the scenes and you can't just, okay, well, when I become a leader, I will start to show up every day. Or when right. I become a leader, I'll start to be more passionate about this. It has to start mm -hmm. from day one. Yep. And so these are great qualities that, I mean, really any direct seller should have for yeah, sure, but especially as leaders, these are, these are excellent, excellent qualities. Hold on. I think I had and another question for you that kind of, that kind of piggybacks on this. Do you think good leaders are born or do you think they're made? I feel like I've heard this question talked about in, in different platforms recently. And so I was curious mm -hmm. as to what you thought, Julie. I mean, I think the people who are born a leader are very few compared to the ones who are made 
I, I'm thinking of like leaders that are on my team who tell me all the time, I'm not a good leader. I'm not a good leader. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, are you showing up? Are you doing all these? I'm like going through the different things that I just mentioned on what leaders are. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you are, then you're, you're going to, you're going to be what you believe and what you focus on flourishes. So if, if you are focusing on you not being a good leader, then you won't be one. So I think leaders are made. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that people can be born with leadership qualities or there are natural leaders, but you can just because you don't have that natural tendency doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you won't be a leader. And I think people do get Mm -hmm. caught up in that, you know, because I'm not a leader. They say, Mm. I don't have those. You guys, if you knew me in person, I am like shy, introverted. I don't like, I am not the center of attention. I'm not like the crazy fun one. Like people who meet me in real life are like, oh, wow. I don't don't (laughs) seem like who you are online. Well, I've cultivated that, that ability to be like someone who can do this on online. Right. Cause it's my job. Like that's what I'm doing, but I didn't if in my natural life, like I want to be in my room, like, you know, like hiding from the world. Um, That's not who I am naturally. So anyway, I think we can, if we keep telling ourselves we're only one thing, then that's all we're going to ever be. But if we grow past our mindset and say, I, I am a good leader. I tell my team all the time um, to write on a a post-it note and to say out loud, I am a recruiting boss. Mm. And I say that because I'm like, you will never be a recruiting boss unless you believe it. You have to believe it first. You have to believe that you are someone who is worth joining. And then that belief that you have, because you have read it and you've said it, then you're going to start like, yeah, you know, I am a recruiting boss. I, I am someone who someone should join in this business. Like I have something to offer. I know that I'm good at this, but it has to start with the belief that you are mm-hmm. in order for you to get there. So anyway. That's so great. Anybody can do that. Everybody get your post-its out, That's right. write that down, put it on your mirror, on your fridge or whatever. I <laughs> love yes. that. All right. One more question for you, Julie. Okay. Do you remember that shade of color street that you applied after that party? Do you remember what it was? Yes. It was Tokyo lights, oh. which is our number one seller. Oh, that's yes. great. I think I always send that. So I like, I'm in the, I, I send people Tokyo lights the most because it was like the one that like got me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> so, and I remember keeping it on. Cause I was like, I want to see how long I can actually last. And I had, had like a before and after picture before I even told anyone that I was doing it. And it was like super like grown out and I'm like, see you guys. So yeah, Tokyo lights was my first one. That's very special. Fond, yeah. nostalgic memories. I'm yes. sure every time you see Tokyo lights, uh, mm-hmm, I'm it. so glad it's been such a wonderful part of your story. And of course, like you said, it's the number one bestseller. So it's very, very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because of you that it's the number one bestseller. Who knows? I mean, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, thanks so much, Julie, for being on the podcast this week and sharing with us your journey with color street and indirect sales in general, and just for sharing how the community of direct sales is just so powerful and can mm-hmm. really go a long way, especially for those who are just starting. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing, 
If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.